From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No games, no gimmicks, just a great car buying experience. See us at DesertToyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to TopGolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd at RedBubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for someone special. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and our ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more, faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skates studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us on this Sunday, Father's Day. Scott Strandy with you today in beautiful Palm Springs, California, where it's just a balmy 106 or something like that. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, where he's probably got uh, his feet up in some summer skates. He's got a land shark in one hand microphone in the other and ready to podcast on Father's Day. Paul, happy Father's Day, and how are you? Uh, happy Father's Day to you, too. And, you know, as usual, you got most of it wrong. <laughs> I do what have part? my summer skates You don't have your on. summer skates on or the land no, shark? No, no, I do have my summer skates on. That's the only part you got right. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. I've, uh, I've got one eye uh, on the last few holes of the u.s open as you uh would know as i do on uh, father's day it's tradition so um it? yeah it's just down the street from me about 100 miles actually um i if it doesn't have a windmill i don't pay any attention to it <laughs> you only like that stuff in south carolina huh well, I don't know, you know, windmills and clown heads. And, <laughs> You're uh, talking the mini golf, I know. I know. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, I'll play the 19th hole. That's my favorite. Okay, well, let me tell you, tonight's going to be a fun night for multiple reasons. First of all, right. um, we got a great guest we're going to have on in just a minute. Um, so we'll get to that. Um, also, um, about mm, four, four and a half hours ago, the Hershey Bears flew in to Palm Springs and right. uh, got here a little early and are preparing for a uh, game six, a clinching game for them, a backs-against-the-wall game for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And then about two hours after that, the Firebirds arrived in from Hershey. Wait, so did they take the same plane? No, the good thing is they each got their own plane this time, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> All right, well, listen, I 
you're the one that talks about <laughs> coming up, I, coming yeah, I think, on the same plane. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, Mike Mike Zajic sent me a picture of uh, Akersher Arena as they were coming in from above. Uh, he goes, we're about to land. I'm going like, okay, well, good for you. See you tomorrow. <laughs> well, they don't land on the building. <laughs> so they got in safely, so everything's okay. set for that. Our own Stephen Marsh um, partied it up with the Vegas oh Golden Knights. Um, Stephen, I don't think, got home to like 5 this morning. Yeah, right. Well, I, I think I, <laughs> didn't I see him up there with like William Carlson and, and I, I told him the show? Yeah, I said, well, if you're going to party with these guys, Stephen, you got to get the shirt off, man. I mean, that's okay. what the original Misfits did. Yeah, I mean seriously, I I thought I saw him there on the in the back of the stage. <laughs> no, no, I guarantee he was on the side stage with the rest of the media. But great job covering it. Uh, yeah. Vegas is obviously very pumped up uh, to win their very first Stanley Cup. Um, the players have been all over already, uh, including up to, to Montana. Yeah. It's a horrible place to celebrate Las Vegas. Nothing ever goes on there. Yeah, exactly. You just bring most of your friends anywhere that you want to go. So, yeah, that was uh, that was exciting. So we've got one champion in the West. Now we're looking to see if we can get the Coachella Valley Firebirds to be a champion of the Calder right, Cup and the AHL in the West. Three one, three one goal games, two of them in overtime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the, the two that they won here were shutouts, five four nothing and five nothing respectively. So we'll see what happens. I, I told you before, when there's only one day in between games, I think, it, and a travel is that day, I think that benefits the team that's coming home. And um, because I saw some of the guys from Hershey today, they were in their hotel, and uh, it, it's a tough deal because now you've got all this momentum, but you're coming back to a hotel. You're not coming to your own bed. Uh, you're going to go into a hostile environment with, again, sold out here in Coachella Valley, 10,000 plus. Um, and you're going to be you're doing battle against a team that has their back against the wall. That's a tall task, especially in a game six. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, there's three straight one goal games, two overtimes. Um, you know, they're coming back to a building where they hadn't scored in the first two games. Uh, a lot of interesting dynamics at play. Um, and if you're going to be down three games to two, you'll much rather be the home team for the next two games, obviously, than the road team. That's for sure. Just win at home, baby, and you win it all. That's it. That's all you have to do. You Just win your home games. Yep. <laughs> Sounds so easy, doesn't it? Anyway, um, it, as well as we're talking uh, college hockey, we'll say that um, two of the guys that have been leading the charge, in Hershey at least, um, uh, one Ethan Frank, uh, Western Michigan product, and one, of course, Mason Morelli, the um, the product from uh, UNO and um, Minot, North Dakota. And yeah, I taught him everything he knew when he was ten. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's why he's there. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, <laughs> I can only take credit for a partial of that because, as I told you, he barely spent time in squirts. He was always playing up a level. So he was usually on the peewee team, but I don't even know what those designations are anymore. So I, I, I think it's around ten. We'll ask coach uh, when we get him on. But uh, so anyway, let's not wait any longer. Let's bring on the coach from the uh, University of Georgia, the Ice Dogs. Let's bring on Coach John Camps, Coach Scott, and Paul with you. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, fellas. Happy Father's Day. 
Yeah, same to you, Coach. Uh, let, let's get this stuff out of the way right off the get-go. How are you doing? We all saw your post, and um, and, and we're all feeling for you. And goodness gracious, uh, Coach, that C word is never good at any point in time. But how are you? I'm doing good, thanks. It's uh, it's been a journey. It's uh, but you know what? It, I have to. I have to. I've been taking a dose of my own medicine. I I preach to the boys every year that you know life can drive you sometimes down to your knees, but, uh, you know, it's how you handle it and how you bounce back that uh, really defines the the success of everything at the end of the day. On top of it, Coach, you lost your dog, uh, one of your dogs, and that had to be not easy as well. No, it was, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I, I've, I've had three different uh, labs, and yeah. this was the, the fourth one, and, you know, it's, never easy putting a dog down and uh i tell you this one this one was really they're all rip your heart out but you know they they say it all the time if you if you love dogs you love pets i mean you you literally are going to have your heart ripped out uh four to five times over your lifetime and uh it's tough it's brutal and uh we're still trying to get over it we're back in georgia we and what made it worse was we my parents live in uh, Cape May, New Jersey. We went up there to visit them, and uh, we found out the day before we were leaving that she had the cancer. And um, she loves the water. She loves being on the beach. And we just thought, you know, can we get her up there and give her that? And the vet thought, you know, she says it's it's 50-50, but, you know, go ahead. Just make sure you got a vet lined up. And uh, thankfully, the folks at uh, Ocean View vet, uh, and Kate May Court, they they did a phenomenal job for not knowing us and uh, very compassionate and uh, everybody's been very supportive for a lot of the things that have been going on um and it's very appreciative you know the hockey community is just phenomenal it's uh I say this all the time when the good things are there we we get to celebrate together when when things get a little rough we're there to support each other and, and the support's been phenomenal um through through my medical issues and uh what we just recently had happen with uh our, our dog yeah it's 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 a it's a crazy thing because um you know what um it's, it's, you know like this these are things that we don't really talk about um because it's you know it's not the appropriate place usually but in this case you know it's funny my my first dog that i had when i moved into this house um he uh said it was time to go about two months before my wife because he didn't want to he didn't want to be here without her and mm-hmm. said, i'm not you know they know they just know it's unbelievable yeah. well like i said some days some days i tur- I would turn around to the you know the dog and just say you know what <laughs> you love me unconditionally you don't talk back to me you don't give me a hard time <laughs> i mean they're there by your side through thick and thin and they're just they're just so damn loyal you know that's yeah. that's what's so phenomenal about them yeah we don't deserve them <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Okay, Coach, uh, on to uh, some happier things. Uh, I keep seeing these great posts that uh, you're putting out about this brand-new building coming up in Georgia. And, uh, boy, Paul and I are both so deeply excited into it. Before we get into that, I want to tell you, we had Coach Greg Powers on from Arizona State, and uh, he kind of led us down the path that they finally have a conference. And uh, he said, if you're reading the tea leaves, they're, they're pretty accurate. So we believe that they will be entering the NCHC um, sometime in the very near future. 
And uh, we asked him about the other independents and everything else. And, and he called you guys out by name. He goes, you know, I can't wait till we start seeing some NCAA hockey teams in Georgia and Alabama and South Carolina. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, well, well you <laughs> I tell you, um, you know, I've, I've obviously had numerous people reach out to me and, you know, the magic question, you know, are you guys going there? And, you know, being superstitious, I'm like, you know, hey, the arena is going to be the thing that's out of the way. Whatever happens beyond that, let nature take its course. But uh, hey, I think I think we all think that it would be phenomenal um, if we could tie in the rest of the country with NCAA hockey, um, especially with a major with the major schools. Um, the growth that I've seen since I've been down here. It's off the charts. I mean, I I can't believe that, you know, seven years ago um, when I came in to Georgia, we were at best, you know, high-end 18U AA players. Right. Very good. You know, I think we got offset with a couple of players from the Nile who had girlfriends going to Georgia and we locked <laughs> out there. Um, Whatever it takes. Yeah. And, and now when I look at, our, our roster and our recruits that are coming in um, and, you know, I'm already working on the following year and the year after that. Um, now we're getting the, the tier two juniors and the uh, 18 U triple a and not the guys that aren't dressing or the guys that are kind of, I'm talking first, second line players, um, top line D um, you know, we're, we're getting that kind of attention now. And, that's that's really where I see us climbing up the ladder now, and the other schools down here are benefiting from it as well. I think we're all kind of helping each other out. Georgia's a tough school to get into if it's an 18U coming in, um, but we get up, we're getting more and more that they they get to that point in juniors, and it becomes no man's land. I'm either aging out, I don't know what to do next, um, and thankfully I've got a great connection of coaches around the country who know what we do down here, how we help the players are in that type of a state in, in their life. And uh, we bring them in here and uh, give them guidance and remind them that you're going to get a great education. The Georgia degree is phenomenal. It's got a lot of value. And um, you get to play some high-quality hockey um, where it doesn't necessarily become a job. You get to have fun. You get to have the football weekends. I mean, there's, there's, there, there's a lot of benefits, I think, at this level right now. Uh, where we're at. No, you, you, we got you. <laughs> I thought maybe Paul was jumping in with something on that, but I, I want to get back to the, the original part of the question oh, then. Uh, tell us about this building because this building is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, I've had people ask me and say, Hey coach, can you, can you keep updating us with those, those photos? We love it. Um, it started out slow. Um, they've had some delays. We're not going to be uh, in there uh, next season at this point, it looks like. It looks like we're going to be road warriors. Um, we've uh, connected with Anson Carter and the Atlanta Gladiators and his team, and we're going to be playing some games over at Gas South where the East Coast team plays. And uh, other than that, we're going to be hitting the road, and uh, we'll be getting up to uh, – we're going to be getting up to the island. We're going to be playing at uh, – the Islanders practice facility against Farmingdale and uh, Fairfield's going to come over and then we're going to hop across uh, the sound and play Quinnipiac. So big road warrior trip this year, but the, the 
get back to your question. Um, it's really starting to take shape now. I posted a video the other day and now you see walls. Now you see the stairwells. They have the foundation poured for where the you know actual ice will be laid. And um, you can see something now more than just a, you know, rebar and slabs of concrete here and slabs of concrete here and a ton of dirt. Um, it's really starting to take shape. Well, since you, you, you mentioned talking about, um, uh, um, starting to talk to players, not just for 24, 25, but beyond that, I mean, uh, you gotta, you, you have to be showing them video clips like the ones you posted online. No. Because that's oh, got to be a pretty easy, easy sell. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, the word's gotten out. I mean, playing playing where we were playing in, in the Classic Center, I think, you know, we've talked about it in the past. I mean, yeah, most of our games we were selling out at 2,500 and turning people away at the door. Um, you know, even on Sunday games where we were doing a Sunday afternoon game, uh, a get-out-of-town game for the visiting team, Competing against the NFL in the fall, we'd still pull 800 to 1,000 in. You know, over 400 season ticket holders. So, you know, that's our big mission now is um, maintain those that fan support <clears throat> and uh, keep it attractive for the recruits. I mean, that's the big thing. When they see the videos that we're putting out from the games that we've played and when I'm talking to them and I send them some of the videos, it's the real aha moment for them. It's like, wow. I mean, this is more than I ever anticipated for a Southern University. And they start going on elite prospects and looking up who's on our team now. And they start to realize this isn't this isn't bogus. I mean, this is this is some quality uh, skilled players we have on our team. And when they look up some of the other teams in our conference, they're saying the same thing. Coach, you know, and I'll tell you, I spent the last, oh, I don't know, um, six months in uh, Southern California. Now I, I started in Arizona and then I went to Colorado for a year and worked on our NCAA growth there. And now it's, uh, the AHL that I've been with, but, um, the, the team here in, in Palm Springs came in and there were some snowbirds when they opened the building in December and stuck around December, January, February, March, but by April they left. And now this is, um, and Dan Bilesma always tells me this, and I know you're familiar with Dan and his, his efforts, but um, Dan always tells me this after almost every game. He goes, you know, we, we're teaching the fans here something new, and uh, they're buying in. I mean, this playoff run that they've been on, they have two games left to determine whether they'll win the Calder Cup or not, and the fan base now is locals. And it's been unbelievable. I mean, they keep buying tickets, and a 10,000-seat building is, is really kind of small right now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very similar here. I mean, we get folks that come to their first game, and it, the feedback's super positive. You know, they, they want to have the coaches' corner meetings that, we'll, that we do throughout the season and kind of explain the basic rules. I mean, you know, they – it's always the offsides. It's always the, what are you doing? You know, why are they hopping over the boards? So it's a lot of the basic stuff. But once they get that down, I mean, they're they're hooked. And the ones that still don't, they just love the speed. They they love the physicality of it. Um, you know, it's a football mentality in the southeast, right? So we've got the hitting, we've got the speed. Um, <laughs> I you know. love that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, uh, being from the East and, and serving time, and, and I'll say serving time in Minnesota, uh, <laughs> yeah. the hockey communities up there, uh, as I do, um, sometimes, you know, we tend to look uh, out the other way at, at some of these places going like, yeah, I don't know, but boy, I'll tell you, what I saw in Vegas, and I covered them their very first year, and what I'm, saw, what I'm seeing in Coachella Valley right now uh, is just phenomenal. And I think that, I think you're 100% correct. I think it's spreading all across the country, and there is no non traditional markets anymore. Is, is that a fair assessment from your view? Oh, it is. I mean, when we get the negative comments uh, thrown that, you know, that hockey in the South or hockey in the West or, you know, and even the NCAA about, you know, the dreams of, you know, that we, we would have and others would have of, you know, the South bringing in, whether it's in Alabama, you know, Texas, to have that, my, my comeback immediately is, look at the, where the playoff teams were from, the final four teams. Every one was from a non-traditional hockey market. And just from your, the conversation that uh, you and Paul had kicking off uh, tonight, you got two teams from the desert looking to to win their their league's championship. You got Vegas already took care of it. Coachella could take care of it. And, you know, two teams from the desert, you know. So that's my comeback to the folks that are kind of like, well, you shouldn't have hockey in these towns. Um, it, it's growing. I mean, look at the players coming out of Florida now. Look at the players coming out of Texas market now. Um, you've got guys in NHL from non-traditional markets now. It's, you know, I see these players coming out of California. Um, it, it's, I don't know how people can still argue that fact, but they seem to have the mentality of, well, if you don't get snow or you don't have ice on your pond, you shouldn't have a hockey team. Well, we call that ignorance and, and, you know, and, and I'm just going to sit here and as, as I look at your roster coach and you guys play at a very high level, um, and I don't know if I saw it correctly. You guys are moving up a level in terms of the um, the the CHF, or, or I, I don't know if I misunderstood that or not. But you've got over a dozen players on your roster for a team that is national championship contenders uh, from Georgia alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, that's, yeah, it's it's a big misnomer. Even for I, I, I'll admit I was I had no idea until I, I got down here, but. A lot of um, a couple of the Georgia teams. I mean, they're up at the Pee Wee, you know, tournament in Quebec. They've got good, co- great coaching, which is a lot of the key in, in the non-traditional hockey markets. Um, but these kids get poached to the prep schools in the Northeast. I've got an incoming player um, coming in from um, Culver Military, who's right. you know he played on their on their uh, first you know the number one varsity team. He's in Atlanta. He's from Atlanta, but he went he went up there to uh, Culver. I've got a, another player uh, coming out of uh, like Proctor. We've got the Northeast Prep Schools where they're pulling some of these kids. So they're going up there for their school, but they they're originally you know from Atlanta. And um, and then I've been blessed with you know the coaches from other parts of the country who have known me, the kind of programs I run that have, you know, you know, been very helpful in, in the recruiting process. Um, you know, the Minnesota boys and, and the Long Island boys are, I'll tell you what, what a great combination. 
<laughs> don't don't be people tell us that all the oh, time, geez. Coach. Paul and I are a great combination. That's <laughs> why uh, I'm bringing it up. Man. Yeah, it's just smart. Yeah, that's, that's called PR. We love that. Yeah, good stuff. Coach, hey, hey, Coach, you know, and I sit here and, and I look, you know, uh, I look at, you know, various school websites and, and, and things of that nature. Um, you guys have a lot, get a lot of really have to get a lot of quality coaching time since you guys have a pretty big staff. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's got to, I don't know how many, you know, times you guys get on the ice a week and, and, and how many times you guys have all, all of that staff um, available to the players, but you know, to, to have five guys available to keep your eyes on the ice is, is, is gotta be a huge plus too, not just, uh, you know, on the ice, but, but recruiting as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a huge help. I mean, uh, Todd Miller, um, my, my main assistant coach, uh, handles the D he's from Buffalo. So he's right. got, you know, that tie into the Buffalo market, you know, to play off of that, quite honestly, we went up to Buffalo and, uh, we, we played three games up there and it was, you know, great experience for the boys. Um, but again, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling into, I had no idea that St. Bonaventure was like in the middle of nowhere, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, how am I going to keep asking a bus driver? It's like, oh, <laughs> I'm waiting for a moose to come out at this point. I mean, oh, where are we at? You know? um, but we got down there and they had a big, you know, they had a big placard up. It's like, you know, the basketball school versus the football school and all the president of the university, you know, I mean, I thought the whole, I mean, all the, all the priests, all, you know, they were all coming out and it's like, right. they were so thrilled. The University of Georgia was coming to town. Um, but, you know, great environment, great programs up there. Um, you know, we, 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 we really enjoyed that experience. But again, with Todd being from up there, it tied in. And, um, you know, we've, you know, it was interesting. As soon as we got out of town, we had, couple of players reaching out, you know, about transferring. I'm like, well, just wait till the season's over. I don't want to get in trouble um, and, and talk to your coach first. But yeah. So, yeah, I think they, I think they, we were kind of rubbing it in a little bit, joking with, the, with a couple of guys afterwards. It's like, yeah, well, we're in shorts in February. What's it like? I'm with you, coach. I, as Scott knows, I, I want no part. Oh, hey, coach, coach, just so you know, we're sending Paul to Alaska in December uh, just to have things. <laughs> and then he's actually turned down the opportunity to go to Lake Placid when Arizona State's playing in a tournament uh, over the uh, the Christmas holiday. So I don't know. He's we, we got to toughen him up a little bit, but we'll get that done. Okay. Coach, so I've been if, to Lake Placid <laughs> a million times. Listen, coach, <laughs> if, you, if you see anything of me, in Alaska in December and January, <laughs> no, to 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 let the 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 authorities know because no, I've been kidnapped <laughs> and taken against my will. I promise you. Hey, I don't know if they still have it at the airport when you get off at the, the in Anchorage if that's yeah. where you're going. They've uh, got like a grizzly bear. You come off the plane, there's like a 12 foot <laughs> grizzly bear in this glass case, and you're like, holy crap! I mean. Oh. Oh. Coach, I was thinking either that or maybe he has to spend New Year's Eve on Lake of the Woods up in uh, in Warroad, Bodette area. 
there you never go. going to happen. <laughs> we'll teach him a little ice fishing or something. But anyway, uh, I want to get in. Paul kind of talked about your coaching staff, but back in December, you guys welcomed new general manager. Kind of a, a nice deal to have Cameron Cam- Campbell join you, correct? Uh, it was great to have Soupy uh, come in. He, he's a great captain. Um, he wanted to stay involved. And we started working on the idea of, like, listen, with a lot of things going on with the new arena, um, some of the capital campaign I've got to get moving for, you know, funding the new locker room and all this stuff. I said I could really use some help. And at that point, I'm like, you know what, it'd be great if you could take over um, as GM. And uh, he's been making it work. He uh, he got recruited uh, by a major electrical distribution company. They relocated him up to Philadelphia. And, um, you know, I hear from him, you know, multiple times in the evening and he's really taking it serious and, and has been very excited about it. And he's actually helping us. Uh, we're trying to kick off a D3 team to so have two teams. Oh, very cool. The other, the other thing I want to uh, kind of piggyback on is uh, you guys uh, had uh, some pretty cool winter classic special edition jerseys. And I love the jerseys. I do. I, and I think Paul does as well. But um, tell us a little bit about that back in January. Yeah, we try to, we try to uh, really work with community partners. And uh, we're like any other team. We'll do a couple special jerseys and, and try to auction them off as, as a revenue maker. But uh, we do the pink and the rink. Obviously, um, we, we, we've gotten the National Community Service Award twice with some of the work we've done. And uh, during COVID, um, you know, everybody, everything was a mess with, yeah. you know, online teaching, us not being able to, you know, having to play our home games down in Macon. I mean, and I was concerned about my own team. I mean, you know, that the father instincts were kicking in. I could see some of the guys just weren't themselves. And, um you know, nothing against, you know, the universities, you know, on campus healthcare, but, you know, when we had such a major thing going on and shutdowns with the COVID, I did some research and, and uh, ended up reaching out to a local partner called Nucci Space, which deals with um, mental health and suicide prevention. And they've got, you know, great counseling, um, but they, they primarily work with musicians and artists and, you know, simple me i just called them up and said hey you know i apologize for the first three years in town i thought you were a pizza place you know when i saw nucci <laughs> say, and I, I was honest with them and I, I said but you know now that i understand what your mission is i said you know i can't sing and i know from our rookie making them sing they can't sing i said but with with our brand and our reach and our social channels if there's anything we can do to help we want to help and if you have advice for my players that you you know could have some you know confidentiality that they could connect with whatever help they may be pursuing uh, to help them deal with this it would be you know a, a nice a nice if we could work with each other and it without getting into all the details but they 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 were very very instrumental part of i think our team um getting through covid and um for that i'm very appreciative so when we had the Winter Classic this year, um, we had we had a lot of requests to come back with our Athens jersey that we did about five years ago. So it's basically, you know, UGA University of Georgia colors, you know, the red, black, and white. But we uh, we did the cream color, old school, put Athens across the front, and then we put the Nucci Space logo on our uh, shoulders 
and uh, we auction those off um, to to make a donation to Nucci Space. And uh, again, they were so popular that the local retailer in town has has worked out a deal with us that they're going to sell that jersey, keep them in stock. Um, the red zone in downtown Athens is going to uh, keep that in inventory and uh, sell it to, to to the folks who've really been interested in that jersey. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I, I, I've seen some pictures, and, and, and most of them uh, are extremely – I'm old school. I like the clean, classic look, and mm-hmm. and you guys have a lot of those. So uh, if I was a jersey collector, I'd be probably going bankrupt based on – Coach, I've got one – Paul's got a ton of questions, but i got one more i got to ask because I'm looking at the website right now, and do you happen to know when the next game is? <laughs> September 8th. Uh, I say 81 days, 22 hours, 57 minutes, and 34 seconds. I don't have it down that close. I'd have to cheat, but no, I, know I know it's September 8th. I love it. I'm absolutely fired up to see that. I think that's really cool that you keep your guys uh, on the website as well, um, going on there and, and streaming games and doing all of that good stuff. I mean, that's how you grow the game. And, you know, I've told you this before. That's why we started this company in the first place was to try to try to help grow it in a positive way. And we expanded now and kind of changed the name of our, uh, our um, what I call, used to call the ACHA podcast. So on Wednesday nights now, um, we call it the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. And we want to include you guys in that because I, I look at teams that play maybe non-varsity is a better term. And and I look at them and I go, you know what? These guys aren't club players. They're, they're acting like professionals. They're traveling and they're doing things the right way. And they just need a, a boost. Is that fair? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons uh... – you know, you, you mentioned uh, about the D1 move up. Um, College Hockey Federation now is, you know, AAU wants to get involved heavily in hockey again. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't aware of the history, but, you know, AAU hockey or AAU oversaw the U.S. Olympic team uh, up until, I think, you know, the in late 60s um, before USA Hockey took it over. Uh, right. But they want to get back heavily involved again. And it happened to see, you know, the, the, the growth that was happening uh, on our side of the fence. And it's just been it's been a wonderful um, partnership. Um, they've got a lot of big things planned. Um, there's all you know, they've got a lot of a lot of financial bandwidth uh, as well. So they see that, to your point, this isn't. You know, most people think of club hockey, they think of an intramural field, or if they think of hockey, they think it's like a pickup game or you know, out there playing shinny, right? And they have no idea that a lot of these players now are coming from very high-level programs. They've had great coaching. Um, it's a whole different ball game out there. I mean, like I said, just what we've had over the last 10 years we're not, it's not special to us. I mean, it's, it's, it's across the country. And I think a lot of it has to do with before the other thing we touched on earlier, the growth you're having in the non-traditional markets, you keep, you know, that multiplier effect of players now entering the system and, you know, whether they want to go the junior route or they want to come directly out of uh, high school, they've got options at the various, whether, you know, 
D3 if they're, you know, coming out of the double A program. And then you got the D2 and D1s for the, for the higher uh, skilled players. And um, it, it's just going to keep taking off. Now, Coach, you guys have been um, up there in the top of your level for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. is, is it – have you seen – uh, where the other schools that you play normally are like, yeah, we gotta we gotta do something about this. We can't keep letting them run over us like this. Is it is are some of the other schools picking up the arms race too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, everybody's picking up the the pace on recruiting. Um, you're seeing that. I mean, the, the coaches that are coming in uh, have you know high level experience. Um, you're, you, it's just, it's just the landscape again has changed dramatically in the last, you know, five, five years at least. Right. Um, and we're seeing the schools, you know, the, the Southeast conference is very competitive. I mean, right. the, this, you know, the Auburns who not that long ago, wasn't that great of a program. Well, now they're right there. Alabama, they've got the Acha D1 and now they're going to have the AAU D1. Um, you know, are those two going to end up combining, but, you know, they've got the equation now, like everybody else out there that wants to go to the big show, it's where's your arena at, you know, um, you know, you got Kentucky, um, they're, they keep getting better every year. Um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, we've got Oklahoma state coming in here to play us in December out in the outdoor rink because we will have home, home games at the outdoor rinks, uh, set up. But you know Oklahoma State, um, you know they're they're a fairly new program, but you know they're being supported by some benefactors and they're doing it right. I mean they 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 almost remind me of what's going on with like the how Vegas and Seattle had that nice jump with uh, just right out of the gate from the beginning. Um, you know, and you got Oklahoma State doing that. You know, I'm seeing Texas, Texas A and M, you know, and Oklahoma. And, you know, we're talking about trying to put an SEC tournament together for as we get close to an end of a season. Hopefully next year we could get everybody involved because you got Missouri. I think it would just be very cool to have all the SEC schools in a tournament and just kind of put the spotlight on that and really reinforce to to the naysayers out there. It's like, here you go. Look at this. Um, Go ahead, Scott. I was – no, I was just gonna. Uh, I was gonna talk to him a little bit about fundraising because we know how important that is. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys just a couple of months ago finished up a golf tournament again. Um, the, uh, hockey players, golf, it goes together hand in hand. But uh, how great is that? And and how is the support uh, for something like a golf tournament to help you fundraise for your program? The golf tournament's uh, very important. The golf tournament basically we earmark those funds for paying for our coach buses. Um, Again, when I first got here, players were driving to games in their personal cars, or maybe they would rent vans. And I was like, "No, nah, no, this, you know, I gotta look parents in the eyes when I'm, you know, when I'm recruiting them." And you know, safety is always paramount for any coach. And um, you know, we 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 made it a mandate that we are not going to go into the following season, the second season, um, doing this. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get the coach buses. So that's what we earmark that we've got a special account that. That's what it's called. It's the golf tournament account. And 
we keep trying to, you know, apply that to the point where we know we have the buses covered first. Um, and then we, we, we do a lot with merchandise. Um, I may have mentioned it to you the last time I was on the podcast. We were the first athletic team on campus to apply for uh, being able to give out experiential learning credit. Um, we, yeah, we got approved for that and we get the best of the best interns. And instead of an intern who's just standing behind a table selling t-shirts and hoodies, well, they're involved in the design. They're involved in going out on campus and kind of quizzing people. Do you like this one, this one? And they've got skin in the game. Um, and just by doing something like that, you know, we saw a huge increase in, in revenue just because they they've got their personal take you know take to it you know where they've right. done the work they've done the designs um and it, it's usually very popular uh, they've gotten involved with some of our jersey designs um and then and then where you see the social media and the social channels we flip that into sponsorships where we're not just going out with our hand and saying hey you know please sponsor us it's like no you sponsor us and we're going to flip it into marketing of your product or service um and that has gone a long way and and once we had created the uh, umbrella of the 501 c3 you know then it becomes even sweeter for, for for folks because now they can get a tax write-off so coach i was going to ask a different question but i'll it's now uh because you mentioned him earlier in anson carter mm-hmm. um it had the, how many text messages did you get when he wore your jersey on TV that night? Uh, it was probably it was it was definitely in the high hundreds. <laughs> My phone when they, when I've heard about people saying their phone blows up, and I thought I've had maybe a few of those. No, right. that that was that was actually insane. Yeah, it was it was pretty neat. <laughs> Never hurts to have a little uh, little Anson Carter on your side. Well. <laughs> I told Anson, I said, well, the good news is I know just about everybody was watching that, that telecast because <laughs> it was instantaneous. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's really good news. Uh, okay, so I know Paul wanted to ask this question. Maybe he hasn't gotten to it yet. So I'll start us off here. Being Father's Day, um, you know, I grew up in Minnesota. It's been a long time there. But unfortunately, my dad had Parkinson's and um, developed it when I was a pretty young child. So my experience of getting started in hockey really came with uh, the growth back in the uh, late 1970s and leading up to the uh, U.S. Olympic team. And, of course, I played with a lot of friends that that grew up in Rosone, Warroad. And even though I was about 80, 90 miles away, it was a weekend thing where we'd go up and, and play, you know, I, Paul doesn't believe this, but uh, we used to skate in the driveway behind the Broughton brothers' houses. Uh, his dad would, geez. if it wasn't natural ice, his dad would, would flood it, and uh, and it would be like at the alley, and we'd play street hockey out there with skates. <laughs> yep. Yep. So so the question is, uh, what got you started? Do you have a father that got you started in hockey, or what got your love going uh, for this game? No, uh, hockey really wasn't around when uh, he was growing up. It was uh, being in Pennsylvania at the time. Um, I got hooked when all of a sudden you're hearing about these big, bad, broad street bullies. And uh, it's like, wait a minute, you got, you got hockey, which, you know, we all knew. Um, we were all out playing in the street and 
you know, yelling car and having to get out of the way before we got run over and dragged in that and <laughs> yeah, everything. Yep. Uh, yeah, the old orange Milek ball, you know, the yep. whole bit. And uh, we, we went from that um, and then uh, watching uh, Philadelphia uh, with the Stanley Cup and, and the parade, um, you know, it, it really took off. And, I, you know, my father, you know, hardworking, he – you know, supported it. You know, like I said, we got the, you know, going out those days, even to get a, a uh, you know, a street hockey stick wasn't just some, some easy thing to do. I mean, no. it's like, you know, hard earned money, you know, don't want to be wasting on those type of things. And a lot, and a lot of it, you know, he, I, I, I give my father a lot of credit, a lot of things I may not have understood back then really ended up defining who I, who I've become. And, uh, it really was making sure that I appreciate things that skin in the game. Um, you know, I had a paper route, you know, basically starting when I was 12 years old, you know, um, I don't think they exist anymore for, for no. 12 year olds. I wouldn't <laughs> no. do, I wouldn't you, neither do papers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, you get back, you know, the town we lived in, they started a, a street hockey uh, program just fell in love with, you know, hockey at that level. Um, I was one of the better players on the team. It got to the point where it's like, okay, I want to, I want to learn to skate. I want to take it to the next level. And, um, you know, probably, you know, late starter compared to Minnesota, but, you know, when you're talking about, you know, seven years old and then getting started, but, you know, it just came natural to me. And we, if we, Ed Van Imp opened a rink up, uh, in, in, in the far, the far Philadelphia suburbs, if I can call it that. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, that was another whole level of the skating. And then the, the high school I went to, we, we actually had to go all the way down to the university of Delaware. My, my mother would drive me down there at midnight, oh. uh, in high school and wait in the parking lot for practice to end, you know, all those things I look back on, I'm so thankful and blessed to, to have the parents that I, I, I have because I look back and I'm so thankful and, and I feel, really feel truly blessed to be in this position. I'm in at the University of Georgia. And a lot of it, I, I, I reflect back on those days. Um, you know, it's like my mom taking me at midnight and waiting in the car till two in the morning because my father was working shift work. Yep. Um, you know, um, and that's where it just took off from there and uh, just kept playing and, uh, I was very fortunate to, to to just keep it going, and then once the play, you know, I played men's league till about uh, five, six years ago. Um, actually, eight years ago. I stopped when I, uh, I got hurt. My wife was like, "That's enough." After 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 the, after, the, after, the, after the last after the last dental bill, uh, that's it. That's enough. And uh, and then the coaching just you know manifested itself. Um, and I've been very fortunate, you know, I've, I've, I've learned from great mentors. I mean, even at my age, I, I still look to learn next week. I'm heading up to the university of Michigan. Aaron Wilbur's got the, uh, the coaches site going, uh, up there. If you're familiar with that, that's, yeah. you got coaches from all over the world that go there and it's a great networking event. You know, it, it's, there's always something new to learn, whether it's systems or, you know, I used to think that communicating with the modern player stuff would drive me nuts, and it does. But um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, the reality is, you have to, you have to, yet you do have to pay attention to it. Um, 
you know, sometimes old school is a dirty word. And, you know, my players, they'll grumble sometimes, you know, uh, you know this old school. This is old school. And I'm like, it may be old school, but check, take a look at my record. You know? <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. You, well, know, Coach, you hate I, to go there. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Listen, sometimes you have to be who you are, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. You have to be who you are because they know when you're not. Oh, that, and that, that's the truth. I mean, you have to be consistent. as a, you know, The coaches I see, they end up having a hard time, and the ones that can't stay consistent. Right. Uh, speaking of coaching, uh, you guys got on the ice today. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah, we I did. Yeah, I saw that. How, how, many, how, many, how many days are you going to get? Uh, we're just doing uh, – we're going to do, like, just four casual skates, uh, just doing some skill work. Um, doing some small area. Right. Um, I've got players that stayed in the area doing internships and um, a couple of the incoming players uh, are coming in between for orientations. And then uh, we're also doubling up and using it as a prospect camp for players to come in and partake. If, uh, you know, they meet the requirement, we'll we'll let them come out on the ice with us. And uh, it, it gives them a taste of, what we do at the University of Georgia, you know, a little bit of, you know, our philosophy and uh, get to meet the parents, get to meet the player. Um, so it's, it's, it's multifaceted in its purpose, but we, we, we try to keep it a little bit casual. Um, but it was good. It was a, it was a great first skate. I mean, I was very uh, pleased to see there wasn't any pucks blowing up on sticks or any of that stuff, even, for, even for the, uh, the high school players. It was really, it was really nice to see. And just for me to be able to get back out there, I was just, I was just yeah. really thrilled. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't doubt that uh, even in the slightest. Um, how uh, how often do you get players from these camps? Because I know everybody has them. It's pretty it, for us. It's pretty frequent. You know, we, we're okay. up front. We, you know, we're up front. If it's the eighteen, you know, you we're pretty upfront. It's like, listen, you know, this is the kind of grade you got to have, and we've been blessed. You know, again find that that um diamond in the rough to kind of needle and haystack whatever you want to call it we we've been we've been we've been fortunate um and again it's like i don't know how they do it because i never would i would never get in (laughs) (laughs) well Well, neither would i so coach paul got into arizona state but he stayed until they finally kicked him out yeah i didn't want to leave they made me leave Okay, I want to I want to end my my thoughts with you on this one, Coach. Um, you know, we see a bunch of players uh, in the NCAA ranks that come into the portal now, and Paul and I have talked about it. Uh, both of us kind of being old school, and um, we see guys go in and out. And I know I get it. I mean, if your coach leaves or whatever, but is that a benefactor for your squad as well? When there's guys that go into the portal and then uh, maybe find out that they don't have a home anywhere in, in NCAA hockey or or uh, ACHA, and they say, you know what? I want to become an ice dog. It's it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. I've I've had uh, in the last three weeks, I've had uh, five phone calls from coaches that they had either in junior hockey or uh, maybe high level youth hockey that they've confided in their situation, and then I've gotten the phone call going. I got it. I got one for you, Campy. You know, you you know how to work this, and and and, and let them find themselves and, and put them in a good spot. And um, what we do typically is, if if they don't have any college credits, like we give them an option. It's like we can find a school that 
and we can work with them through the admissions counselor, whatever school they may have local to them to make sure that they can get transferable credits in. They get a, a 3.2 GPA, we can get them in on a transfer. Um, some of them, like we tell them, it's like, if you wanna come down here, have an immediate group of friends, you know, you can come down. We've got a satellite campus uh, for University of North Georgia, which is part of the state university system. You can go there and, uh, you know, get to know the guys, get to hang with them, um, be part of the brotherhood. Um, and that's every year we get a few. Like last year we had an NCDC uh, player uh, come in that situation. Um, he worked. He worked through it, got his study habits down. Um, he admitted he wasn't, you know, maybe the most uh, prudent student when it came to study habits, and he got it locked down, and now he's good to go. He he was uh, accepted uh, and can start in the fall. I've got three coming in, you know, following that program. I've got got probably another. The other the other two that I spoke with, they're going to stay local, but they're going to their their path that they want to get follow is to get down here. And, and again, it's exactly what you said. Coaching changes, um, just really the person who recruited him, new coach coming in, basically saying that, you know, everything's fair game. Um, and, you know, same thing with some of the NCAA D3 programs. You know, they, 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 they go out to the program, coaching change, and then they're, you know, it, it, nothing against the school, but it could be a school that's very rural, remote area. Um, and then they kind of see, well, maybe I'd rather be at a, a larger school that has all the benefits of a major program and, and athletics and football game day Saturdays and that type of thing. So we're absolutely um, seeing that now since the, the portal opened up. All right. So my last question is, and, and there are threads usually, so you, um, a lot of heavy, heavy um, – speculation that uh the nhl is going to come back to atlanta how much do you think that would help your program or would it get in the way oh no i think it would help i mean i think hey anton and i've talked about it i mean hockey hockey in the south i mean the georgia brand from a collegiate standpoint is always going to have its strength just because right. of what it is okay right. an nhl team um the bandwidth that it's going to have is going to be attractive to the UGA fan because, you know, it's a different level. You know, it's the best players right. in the world. Right. Right. Um, you know, I think I didn't know too much, you know, I wasn't down here back when they had the two failed teams, but right. in, in being in some of the discussions, it became very clear to me that, you know, it was poor ownership, yeah. uh, location of the rink, uh, the arena, um, and I think if you look at what the Braves did by moving um, just outside the city uh, into the burbs, right. that if they did the same thing, and I think that's pretty much where everybody's leaning, I think it would be highly successful because, you know, anybody that's familiar with hockey it's and, and anything about demographics, I look at Nashville. Well, right. Atlanta's bigger than Nashville. Right. It's bigger than Raleigh. Right. It's bigger than Tampa. Right. Um, and look how those teams are supported. So if you got the right team and the way that, and if it's an expansion team and the way the expansion draft now works, um, sure. and yet and again, a team that wins is also important, right? I mean, right. Sure. 
you know, so I, I think Atlanta is a no brainer. And I don't just say that because I'm down here now. It's just right. understanding the business side of it. I think it would be huge. Well, listen, I, I agree, but I just, I don't mention, I don't acknowledge the baseball team. Neither <laughs> yeah, do I. I probably got people fan, yell so. at me if they're listening to this, but uh, no, I don't I'm a Mets fan, so I don't, I don't acknowledge them. But you're, suffering, but you're suffering this year. Every year. That's, that's just part of it. Coach, we appreciate your time as always. I got one final one for you. It's more of a comment, but uh, we had Coach Berman on from the U of A the other night, and uh, I was telling him that Coach Powers um, in his NCAA program, before they start the season, they always have a, a team wiffle ball tournament, and Coach always manages to be on the winning team. And, and Coach Berman is telling me that they have a sand volleyball uh, thing, and and he's got a six foot seven goaltender coming into the University of Arizona. So, uh, what do you do at the University of Georgia? And are you interested in getting connected? Maybe we can have the three of you have a round robin wiffle ball tournament or something. Well, I'm uh, well. I I'm way off base when it comes to that. I I put my guys <laughs> to either we alternate between Navy SEAL training and, and Army Ranger training. So. That's almost the same. Okay, well, Coach Berman and, and Coach Powers are done with that. Yeah, They're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, our guys really love uh, – you, you get them with the uh, anything with a soccer ball or something like that. I think they're good to go. Uh, awesome. Love it. Thanks again for jumping on. I know it was really short notice, Father's Day and the whole works, but sure, that was a great conversation, and you're welcome anytime, Coach. Uh, oh, I am hoping pleasure. to be in Nashville for the draft, so who knows? Maybe I'll find my way to Athens. Oh, Jesus. Hey, you, <laughs> hey, you know, I've said you're, you're both welcome. Love to have you here. Um, love what you do for the sport, and I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be on tonight. And thanks well, I can't always bring the Anson Carter, but I'd wear that jersey. <laughs> hey we, we can talk offline we'll get you hooked up okay coach we appreciate it that's the head coach from the university of georgia the ice dogs love it yeah. uh scott and paul with you on college hockey west live we're going to be right back in just a few minutes to wrap up another episode for you at behind the mask we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. You know it's live when I sneeze on air. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't get the sneeze button. I was wondering. Oh, my, my apologies, everybody. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. 
well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken the spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, it's ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Weekly. West Weekly, West Live, uh, it doesn't really it matter, doesn't it's all know. the same. Uh, <laughs> I only have one drop. What are you talking about? I only have the West Weekly drop. <laughs> uh, my my drop guy's got to get to work. He, he's, oh, you, you know, talk- summer vacation's what? coming up pretty soon. He'll be able to get one to me, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, wait till now to tell me? Uh, <laughs> I told you that for 10 No, or, you didn't. 10 months. <laughs> I only have one. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ice Time <laughs> College Hockey West Live is our Sunday night show. Scott Strandy with you from uh, beautiful Palm Springs, California tonight. My longtime co host joining me from uh, that beautiful island that they call Long Island out on New York. Um, Paul, it's always great to, uh, to mix it up. I know people ask me, like, I thought this was an NCAA show. Yeah. Well, you know what? Coach Powers called out the University of Georgia on yeah. his interview, there we go. There we go. and 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 he said, you know what? We need some teams from the South. We need Georgia, Alabama, some of those teams to join the NCAA ranks. So why not go to the voice and the head coach of the University of Georgia, uh, John Camp, Coach Campy? That's yeah, the well, way to go, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, um, you heard him say it. It's the the biggest thing. It's the most the, the thing he gets asked more than anything else. Especially now that the building is going to be out of the way, and we say that, um, you know, that's going to happen down south too, and you know that school down south. And it's it's actually happening, Paul, because they did hire uh, a, a women's coach yeah. uh, about eighteen months ahead of playing their first game. 
So they're serious. We're actually going to have Caitlin Hogan on the uh, Wednesday night podcast on the 28th of June. I mean, um, in a a lot of these places, that's the, the, we say it all the time, right? That's the issue because that's the biggest expense. Not only is it the biggest expense, but it also can turn into the revenue generator. Right. And it's important to not only have that covered, but to help offset any cost. Because if you ask an athletic director or a a university president, they don't want to drag. They don't want another um, program coming in and dragging their funds down. They want somebody that's going to come in and generate funds. And, 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 you know, and so, you know, those are the biggest things. And and you heard him say it. He goes, the biggest problem that, you know, that, they would have in at Alabama is, you know, they're building up their 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 AAU program as they basically are calling it now, which I I, I thought that was kind of odd, but now he uh, Coach Camp uh, clarified it. Um, you know, that's that's the issue there. I mean, if those issues got solved. You, you probably would see a few more and uh, you know there there if if that was gonna happen in Athens they they would have that problem solved before they 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 would get there I mean you know we were hoping that and it's been a little slower I think than everybody thought and worth hoping for that when ASU jumped it would uh, lead to other schools. And, you know, obviously COVID kind of put the brakes a little bit on other schools, I assume, exploring it more than they did, waiting for ASU in their building. Um, you know, it's 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 an obvious question. And he doesn't, you know, the coach doesn't deny that he gets asked it all the time, right? I mean, we asked him. He, they, You know, he, he came on here. He knew we were going to ask that question. Well, and, and let's not forget that there's a there's a roadmap for this, and a lot of people say, oh, you have to go the ACHA route. No, you don't have to, but you have to follow the, the roadmap. And the roadmap is you got to get your building, you got to get your funding, you got to get your school approval, and then that one, that one that keeps coming back, you've got to win and dominate at the level you're playing at before you can consider jumping up. And uh, nobody wants to come into NCAA hockey and be a whipping boy, so to speak, where you're just going to get thumped all the time. So you've got to prepare yourself. And uh, just look at, at what ASU did. Look at what Penn State did. Look at what Lindenwood did coming in. Look at what Augustana is doing coming in. Um, they're they're preparing for it. So And it can be done at any level. You just need to follow the steps and be, be serious about it. And Coach said, you know, two things aren't going to be a problem at Georgia if, if things go that direction. His team is going to be ready, and they're going to have a building. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, I'm not going to – we all want this. I, I don't think there's anybody um, in in the hockey community that doesn't want to see this because this is a level that players can get to. Yep, absolutely. Okay, another great show, another great Father's Day, and um, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live on the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. 
Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson as they rebuild uh, the, the Las Vegas um, location. Uh, hopefully they get that straightened out pretty soon. We know they will. By the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. The College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will say a big thank you to the head coach from the University of Georgia, John Camp. Let's just call him Coach Campy. Let's just that, that that's what he is. He's Coach Campy. Um, so we we are thrilled to hear that he's uh, feeling better and in recovery mode, and uh, all of the good things that uh, that uh, have been sent his way seem yep. to be working. So we'll continue to follow along with that. And um, Paul, big time yep. hockey tomorrow night. Big yep, time yep. hockey right here in the Coachella Valley. I'll get to watch maybe five or ten minutes. Yeah, why are they going to do a cut away from the NHL network again and do something? Or? It starts till 10 o'clock, <laughs> dude. i got to go to work on Tuesday. <laughs> well, we'll be on early tomorrow. We'll be on. Uh, let's nothing see. to do with me. Uh, yeah, it'll be on at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Pacific time for the podcast tomorrow, Analytics and Eyeballs. So we'll say goodnight. Little good Roger night. Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. <laughs>